we were, we were talking at lunch the day before about like guys that used to work for the company and how about how like people during their probation would just like go into meetings with the bosses and they get told to leave and that was them like being fired basically that was it. you're on probation but you're on probation so you're not like technically being fired yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what I did was had a meeting with my boss like my monthly how you doing meeting sure which lasted for like an hour or whatever because we were just talking about shit mm-hmm. and at the end she said have you got anything i was like can i go home i feel like i'm about to like throw up everywhere sure and she's like oh go take as much time as you need or whatever so i walked out of this meeting put my jacket on grandma coat and walked out without saying a word to anybody so everyone thought you'd been fired so <laughs> i got a message I, I i got through the door like 10 minutes later threw up hour later threw up like threw up three times at the course of that day but i got a message from one of my co-workers saying like none of us have seen you since your meeting is everything okay i was like oh no i just like needed to throw up or whatever and apparently they had gone and like nobody had asked my boss where i'd gone right. so everybody just kind of assumed that i'd been fired and right. not said anything so but yeah I, it, it was all fine in the end i took the, the i took the next day off mainly because like I hadn't slept very well that night, so sure, I was like, sure. I'm not going to be any good to you, so I'm just not coming in. That makes sense. And then I was, I was back by the Friday. Sure. internet it's the 28th of june 2016 and this is the game engine start podcast my name is ewan my name's gal and we've come out the other end of e3 a little bit bruised a little bit battered a little bit sleep deprived but bruised sleep deprived is the main thing yeah well emotionally bruised let's say sure (laughs) from whatever um but yeah interesting show we did a bunch of coverage we're not going to talk too much about it because we've done like three hours of video now, on this it was the thing, this was the thing that like i found really hard to talk about because i was like people in my work and like some of my friends and stuff were asking was like oh what like you watched all of e3 right what were the cool stuff and like i found it really hard to not just say well go and watch the video that i put out because i was talked for about each of them totally. for half an hour but i still wanted to say something so i like ended up sounding like i didn't actually watch it because oh, right. i used yeah. all of my thoughts in that video totally so it's like it's kind of went uh, Kojima game looked pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, like, I, I did some I did some similar stuff where it was like, well, I did all these videos, so if you really care, you can go watch them. But like, yeah, go watch the video if you want my actual like, opinions. God of War was weird. Hideo Kojima is still nuts. Um, yeah, Microsoft did weird business things. Yeah, yeah, it's like just like really base level stuff. When in other work, like years, I probably could have talked yeah. more about them. But. I don't know. I don't know if this happens to you, but like, I was, I was. After all of the political nonsense that's happened this week, we all went yeah. to the pub on Friday night and I was getting drunk with a couple of people from work and the, this question came up and was like, hey, you, like, you did your E3 thing, didn't you? And stayed up and all this kind of stuff. We just ended up talking yeah. about games and like, I just turned into like a bizarre game recommending machine. Like, there, yeah, are, there are now three people, I think, from the bar last night or from Friday night that were, that are now downloading Dr. Langeskov and... yeah. Good one. One, <laughs> I, sh- I, I was telling one guy about Duskers, and I was like, "I should totally fucking get that." And yeah, yeah. It was, when you when you like immerse yourself in a certain amount of media, you get good at doing that sort of thing. Yeah, totally. But I did find one of the people in work who I hadn't talked to about it. Totally listens. So hi. Oh, um, good. <laughs> so yeah, 
Um, it's nice to know someone's out there. Totally. So it's been, I mean, since we've done one of these, it's been three weeks, but it's, um, so there's been a, a bunch since of, yeah, but um, I've done a bunch of stuff in between. Um, could, we, we've talked enough about Overwatch, I think, at this point. Well, yeah, well, it's a very, it's no, a very well, good video game. Because, like, by the time you'd got it, and then I picked up on your, like, it's, after you saying... Enough about it has been said. Yeah, I think there's nothing more we can really you can, contribute. You can share your opinions of it, but, like, talking about it any great length, I don't think it's going to do There's kind of no point. I just, yeah. I, my, the only thing I'll say is I think May is the secret sick, best character in that game. Like, yeah, she's really fucking annoying. May I'm, and Symmetra and stuff, like, all the underused people seem to be really good, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, Symmetra seems to be one of the ones that has, like, Need some skill to get it's super good at baiting people into a room where you've got twenty thousand turrets. And the amount of times where it's worked, it annoys me. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Like even even as like Reinhardt like charging into a room and they just all the laser things just get you is, ugh, yeah. Um, so a couple of small things that were kind of related to the E three stuff. Um, I played the Resident Evil Seven demo. Yes. Or tried. Um, Did you not get through it? That is PT as fuck, and I yeah. got 15 minutes into it and went, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> and sure. stretched off. But there's a. There... Did you get? Did you get through PT? Did you play all PT? No. Okay. I, I got so. a decent chunk into it and then went, "Nah, <laughs> nah, I'm okay. I get sure. what you're doing, but nah, I'm good. I'll watch somebody else play Resi Seven. Um, but the, the 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 really terrifying thing for me from that because I was already kind of built up having looked at it, going like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna like this." Like. I know Resident Evil is traditionally like kind of very low-key horror compared to some of the stuff I like, but sure. this was like realistic enough and all and the atmosphere was good enough where I was like, nah, I'm good. But the the room you wake up in has uh like a like a piano in it. And there's like the action icon appears over the piano when you hover over it. So mm-hmm. I hit the action button and like the you you started the character started playing the piano and then the uh, the kind of cover like the key cover just slams down instantly. Oh! And and uh, my EV unit shut itself off. Your TV like, shut itself off. Yeah. That's like, not. Wait, what? Like, from a very technical perspective, you could kind of do that, but it was it was my AV unit, so it's my my audio unit. No, not the yeah. TV. So TV was still on, but everything that. The, the thing that's everything's plugged into died. Right. And okay. so the TVs went blue. I was like, wait, huh. what? Ha-? That's not real. I so I was, so I was, I was, I'm, I'm working this through in my head going, well, I mean, like from a technical perspective, like HDMI will let you do that. But do they have, do, do games let you do that? Like, I didn't think that was possible. And I switched, I switched the AV unit back on and the game was still there, like poised over the piano. Where yeah. it left off and the thing was shut. I was like, that is fucking bizarre. Mm. Wonder so, if that. Mm, so I did that, that and I was like, if they did that intentionally, that is one of the smartest things I've ever seen. And then we were doing, we were watching, I don't know, we were watching some movie. I think we were watching Deadpool again or something like that. <laughs> and it's good, it's a good choice. Yeah. Uh, first Blu ray I've bought in years, I think, actually. But yeah. Um, the so we're watching Deadpool and he the the opening scene where he makes his, uh, he shoots for the first time if unit shuts itself off I'm like oh, okay. okay something's fucked up here turns yeah. out there was a short with the speaker wires and if too much power goes through it, through it it just shuts itself off and then when you boot it right. back up it says check speaker wires I was like oh 
but it was so coincidental that it freaked the fuck out of me initially. Yeah, that was it was timed really well. Like yeah. I was thinking because obviously, like when the when the the thing shuts, like it does this big noise as it shuts. So that blew. That was enough to trigger the speaker going. And, yeah, and went off. But it was just like, are they pulling some Hideo Kojima shit now? Like, is this so? That would be great. That's a really that, cool like, idea. Psychomantis fucking appears and switches yeah. your AV unit off. Um, but yeah, I mean that game is totally looks like PT, and people who have finished it said like it's not actually that scary, but the atmosphere is good. And yeah, that's kind of what I heard, and like it's still got that weird Resident Evil hamminess. Like, there's some weird shit that goes on. Yeah, so there's like, hey, like. If you care about spoilers for this thirty-minute demo, then then jump forward five minutes. But they like there's the point where you find a VHS tape and you put the VHS tape in, and it shows the video footage of the kind of like Ghost Hunters camera crew going through, and that's how you ended up there and all sure, that kind of right. stuff. But um, yeah, apparently, like the like the kind of mocap and the dialogue and stuff is kind of a little too Resident Evilly. For it to I don't be know, I kinda kind of like that. That's, totally like that, I'm I, not I saying that's a bad that thing. Be. I'm saying it's not like they're not jump it doesn't seem like they're jumping to just like hardcore silent hill scares. Like yeah. they're they're do they're still Resident Evil and they're still gonna be zombies of some description, but who knows? It seems like they're channeling wreck more than like Silent Hill. Which yeah. is sure. Um, the first Wreck movie was pretty scary. I never got around to watching it. I think I, I think watched- I I only watched one of them and I've heard one's good and then two and three it kind of goes downhill yeah I watched the Spanish like the original one in a bar somewhere like they had it just playing the TV and I was like I bet this would be really freaky if I wasn't drunk and surrounded by people (laughs) like but um, yeah apparently the Spanish one is the Spanish one's a lot more graphic and chilling apparently sure but anyway regardless um, demo seems interesting bunch of people who were at E3 who have played it in VR couple of people said it made them that was the illest they've ever been with vr like the fact that it's a um controller based game with just your head like Mm -hmm. what you would expect is that pushing pushing forward on the stick will move you forward and you can still look around while you're moving forward like you would you can with your body but actually like where you point your head is where you move so a lot of people were getting kind of ill as like they're pushing forward looking to the left and like their whole body was swerving to the left and like oh that, yeah, yeah. That there's there's shit like that in a lot of VR games, but I guess if you do it like jarring enough, yeah, then totally. It'll, yeah. So hopefully they smooth it out, and like when a bunch of people wrote about that, Konami, uh, Konami, Capcom put out a statement saying this is totally not final. We're still working in this. Yeah, you'll smooth it out and yeah, make it better. Totally. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, so there was that the other big demo that came out during E3, the Lego Star Wars demo came out. It's uh, not. A, uh, it is. Um, yeah, it's that, big for you. It's it's, it's cool. Like we we played the Lego Star Wars yeah. demo. It looks really cool. That game comes out on Tuesday, so I'll be able to report. Tuesday, back really? Okay. Yeah. So, it's so we'll get we'll get our first impressions review from our Shadow Lego editor. Then totally. Um, it seems cool. Is it like they, they've done the 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 two things they added? We've talked about this before, but the two things they added were like cover based blaster shooting and yeah. like actual piloting of the Millennium Falcon. Um, or yeah. multiple ships. Um, the blaster-based combat is basically time crisis because, like, you're stu- you're you're moving behind bits of cover and popping up and shooting. But it's even got like the like the exclamation mark saying this yeah. guy is about to shoot, and then he shoots. Yeah. And yeah, it's it seems cool, and they still get the sure. humor. So we'll see how it goes. Um, so is that? So I um, 
So when you were up for E3, we tried to get NBA 2K16 going because uh, it was the PlayStation Plus game this month. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. But then, so the, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because we talked a long, long time ago about the ability, about the, the promise in games being playable before they're fully installed. I think. That's oh a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's a huge, potentially cool thing. Did you not talk about this already? Not this the... specifically. Okay. Oh well, maybe. Okay, so maybe I did, but I've got the second part of it now. As oh, well. okay, sure. This is like what happened after it. Then yeah. Person. So, yeah. so in case we didn't talk about it. It installed after like three gig, and that's a forty-six gig game. So it installed, playable. When you start it, it puts you it puts you directly into like the quick match screen. There are only two teams available, and it puts you into the game with no music, no sound effects. Oh, sorry, yeah. no sound effects, but a couple of tracks of music, and that's it. Um, and none of the like motion graphics or any of that kind of stuff. No commentary, nothing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, sure, and then. When we finally installed overnight and put it in, and yeah, like when that thing kicks in properly, when it has all of the parts of it, yeah, that thing looks like basketball. It is a really convincing. <laughs> it's it's a basketball game, but like to the point where, like the only I mean, like I haven't watched professional basketball um, played or like on TV, but they have they even they even have like at halftime. They have like one of the players from the team like doing like a headshot interview like backstage, and it's it's like they've gone full hog with the presentation on that thing. Like, oh, it's sure, kinda, right. It's yeah. kind of spectacular actually what they've got. Um, but also like one of the reasons why I wanted to start looking at sports games out of interest was because I wanted to see how they bring people in who don't play these games or don't even particularly follow the sport that hard that that much. Um, there is fucking zero tutorial in that game. There are four videos that have the basics of shooting, passing, skill, defense, s- skills. No, there's, so there's no defense is one of them. Oh, okay, that's weird. But there's weird. four weird videos, and then dribbling is the other one. Right. Um, and they tell you nothing about the controls. Uh, you go into the controls menu, and it looks like a move list from like a fighting game <laughs> with terms okay. that I've never heard before. Uh, yeah, everything that when we played, everything appears to be done with the right stick, but it doesn't tell you exactly what to do with the right stick. You just kind of point it in a direction, and shit happens. Wiggle it about. Yeah, so I jumped into a when it all installed. I jumped into a quick game with me against the AI at whatever the default level is. I just got fucking destroyed like immediately. Sure, um, it's a ridiculous thing. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick doing that because I think there's something there. Like I might enjoy playing that game, but right now, like. You turn the sliders all the way down so that no, it's like... No, so I haven't done that yet where you can just, like, fucking right. score from so the other can, half of the course. Yeah, score three potters from your own basket yeah. and stuff. Well, I'll t- once you learn how to dunk properly, like, there's a way to do it and, like, a key combination to do it, that's still fun. Like... Sure. There's a there's a key combination for two-handed dunk and I'm like, yeah, okay, this this is still pretty fun. For big mega dunk. For big, huge dunks. Um, sick dunks. But yeah, so I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue with that. Um, sure. But yeah, the big one that's had me over the past couple of weeks, I didn't I don't think I talked about it here. But I talked about it with you was Duskers. Yeah, which is probably one of my favorite games of the year so far, and will sure. probably be in my top five when we come to. The I night. can't I can't say I'm shocked when I saw that game that you yeah. weren't you wouldn't think it was great. So Duskers is a 
top-down, like, pseudo-roguelike, um, where the, the setup is that you are a the last remaining human on a, on a spaceship, everyone else has died, um, and you have to go to other spaceships in the, the system to kind of scavenge for resources and fuel to get you out and get you home. That's kind of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, there's two kind of views. There's your kind of galaxy map view where you can like set up, set up uh, the ship and all this kind of stuff. And the other one is when you board one of the ships, you have a top-down view that looks kind of like um, like 3D, like a point cloud, like a 3D mapped point cloud. Yeah. Um, where you have a view of the ship and the drones that you're that you have in the ship that you send around the ship to collect stuff and get back on the ship and get back and return all the resources. They've all got like individual names and stuff. Yeah, so there's a there's a bunch of names like Orson is one of them. Like Orson's like, a pretty good name. Orson's a good name. And um, so the, yes, they've the, the so you start with three bots and their skill or their upgrades are random every single time. So sometimes there's been a couple of, now that I'm reasonably into it. There's been a couple of times that I've started a game going, now that I can't work with that set of things, I'll just immediately sure. start again. Like, it's full-on roguelike in that way, where, like, some you just need a good setup to get get there. Um, but, like, in the actual kind of ship view, you can control one of the, the robots directly just with the arrow keys. Also, there's zero mouse input in this game, like, at all. You cannot use the mouse at all. Um, but, I thought it was a console game. Okay. No, not at all. You can't play without a keyboard. It is impossible. Sure. Um, so you can directly control the the the, the, the bots. Oh yeah, because it's all. Um, I thought it's not all based on like text input and stuff. It's like a command that. line. Yeah. Yeah. Command so, line. That's the word of like. So there's the, the visual aspect of it, and then there's the the command line. So there's a command line in the bottom right where you can give orders the same way you run programs from from the command line in in your operating system. So if you want, to, and uh, and if you hit space, it'll pull out to a kind of ship like kind of schematic view of the ship. Mm-hmm. where all of the rooms and doors are all numbered. So, for instance, you always start in R1, and if R2 is next to it, then you you go into the command line and type nav, bot one, uh, nav 1 for ro- for drone 1, and then R2, and he'll, he'll register that and go over to R2. But if the door's yeah. shut, you'll say, I can't make it. So then, so then you just go D1 to open the door, or D11 to open the door, or whatever, and then you go through the thing that's getting me about that game is it is one of the tensest experiences I've had in a long, long, long time. Because these ships are also infected with aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about managing... If you panic in this game, you are fucked. Like, that is the problem. And since you can you can, you can direct control the bots, but you can't direct control any other part of the ship, so that you can't just click on doors to close them. Like, so you need yeah. to type D11 to shut that door. Or, like... If you need to move a bunch of people quickly, you need to go navigate all R4 and it'll it'll get in there. And then you start to do things like chain commands together, like in one line. So like when some of the rooms will have generators and the generator is the thing that powers the ship. So you plug one of your drones into the generator and he will then have control of a chunk of the ship. So especially when you start and you're kind of, you get the first couple of rooms, you'll see where the generator is and you'll go, okay... Nav to R4, which is the room of the generator in it, colon, generator to switch, to connect themselves to generator. And that's one line, and the, the semicolon delineates commands. So you start, like, one-lining big operations just by planning oh, okay, it all. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, moving two guys at once and all this kind of stuff. And you just, the, the more comfortable you get with it, the better. Um, but in terms of the aliens, there's a couple of different types, and they are all 
deck bags. Like they're all horrible. So there's ones that are like. So what you can do is one of the upgrades that's that possible there's a motion sensor. So if you activate the motion sensor on a drone, it will scan the current room and all connected rooms, immediately connected rooms, and it'll either say there's zero mo- there's zero motion, there is definitely motion, or there might be motion. So see, um, so if it's green, it's totally safe. You're 100 percent okay to go. If it's red, there's something moving in that room. Yeah. Um, and if it's yellow, it's something in between. Like it might be like a pipe that's hanging or something like that. Like the kind of alien versus predator motion detector thing. Like yeah. it might not be an alien. It might be something random. Um. So if you don't have the motion sensor, which is totally possible when you start, like one of the upgrades might not be the motion sensor. You it becomes a lot more difficult. Because you have to then kind of, move, you end up moving your drones out of the connecting room, keeping one drone in there, opening the door, kind of gradually nudging yourself forward until you like sweeping from left to right, so it reveals the rest of the room, kind of like right, um, light style, like light in a like a dungeon crawler, and then oh, you kind, sure. of, right. you kind of inch forward, inch forward, and then you'll hit the wall and you go, okay, phew, it's okay, it's fine, <laughs> and then you'll run around the room and and get all the stuff. Like one reasonably sized chip is about twenty five minutes of work, just to make sure you're taking it slowly and mapping stuff and making sure you've got everything that you're not going to get. Mental. And and there's a couple of different type, like like I said, there's a couple of different type of aliens. So there's one that's just like a kind of standard alien where it kind of just roams, and if it sees you, it will go for you. And if you can back yourself out the room and shut the door, like it can't break through doors, so that's fine. There's the arrow one, which just look kind of is shaped kind of like a just kind of like an arrow basically, and if it sees you, if it knows you're there and sees you, it immediately goes like split second attacks and your robot's dead, like you don't get shot. Jeez. It's, okay. It immediately disables the thing. There's zero time for you to react. Um, and then there's the swarm, which when you open a door will and there's a whole swarm of them and they just fucking like eat away at your machine. And if you leave doors open, like, it'll fly through that door and find the next robot. So if you don't shut doors behind you and have a plan of how to get out and all this kind of stuff, like, you're you're just fucking dead. And it's just so nerve-wracking. It's unbelievable. And it's it's interesting because it must add, like, extra, uh, like, complexity and, like, almost tension if you have to, like, literally type everything out. Totally. Because you're, like... It's yeah, that kind of like weird eighties hacker sweating at a keyboard thing of totally. like oh shit I need to input this right. And yeah. So like if you go in and there's an alien in there and it hasn't seen you yet, like you need to either do one, you need to either back out and like command line shut that door, or do the whole thing from the command line if you get good enough, or just like, and as soon as something sees you, like fucking all bets are off and you're like hammering yeah. D eleven to try and, and if you fuck up shut the command, like it doesn't help you. So, like, if you type DD11, it'll go, I don't know what this command is. And you're like, no, yeah. shut the door because he's eating them. Um, Why but, do the aliens want your robots? Because they 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 don't. They're just, they'll, they'll attack anything that moves. They're, but why? Why does it want a robot? Because they're basically... Cr- I would do that for humans, but, like, why is it doing it for a robot? Because they're base creatures. Like, they just, they attack anything that moves, basically. Sure. Which you can then use to your advantage as well, because it's not just aliens. There are some, like, leftover security bots from the ship that... If you find out where they are and you know where an alien is, you can put down some sensors to work out what's in what room. Yeah. And then, like, open the door from remotely and you'll see them move or you'll see the motion move, leave one room and come on in the next room. 
So you can then shut the door behind him, open the next door, and he'll say, oh, a door, and go through that one. So you can kind of guide them towards each other. Right. And they'll yeah. then take each other out, or one of them will survive. So the, the, one of the tactics... That's pretty cool, I guess, yeah. So one of, so one of the tactics is like if you don't have a motion detector, or if you don't have a motion detector but not any way to fight back, you can start guiding creatures out of rooms and into rooms that are off, the, off to the side so that you can then go into that room and clean it out and then move them back. And It's all about kind of managing everything that's going on in the ship. And then if, if shit really hits the fan, you can open the airlock doors in a room and it'll just suck everything in that room out in space. Oh, that's pretty cool. But the problem is that anything that's not nailed down in that room also goes out into space. So, like, if there's scrap or other drones that you can rescue or all that kind of stuff, that all just fucking goes instantly. So it's all about, like, again, like, if you can guide them out, great. But, like, if you're in panic situations, like, you need to just fucking get out and then some of your drones have upgrades where they can attach themselves to the floor so you can just open the airlock and they'll be fine but everything else will go and there's so much to learn in that thing and then i discovered last time i was playing that there's aliasing in that thing which means you can you construct a string of commands and then alias it to a single command so you can basically write your own commands for doing stuff Mm -hmm. and it's got parameters and you can it's it's nuts but it's also like it's so well made, and it is it the 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 guy is going for an aesthetic, and he fucking nails it, and it's yeah, it's just so awesome. It's really yeah. really cool. Um, so I've been putting a lot of hours into that. I think I'm like twelve hours into that game, and I, I'm sure. nowhere near. Like I don't, I don't even know what the end objective is. Like there's a I think you have to find the way home. And the way you find that is that there's whole there's a bunch of story threads that happen, and every time you enter a new ship, depending on what class of ship and where it came from and that kind of stuff, you'll get like a story, like a like a basically like a captain's log style thing from that ship, and it'll be like a chunk of text where some of it has been has made it and the, other, the rest of it's corrupted, and it'll say at the bottom like um, goal for, for for more information is enter more class three ships, so you know that if you want to follow that story thread you need to hunt out class 3 ships to board yeah. so you'll get the rest of the, t- the thing and you'll get a story and there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that's kind of cool and then there's like automated trading posts and you can repair your drones and outfit them in the upgrades and rescue other drones and your ship has upgrades and all this kind of stuff it's so cool it's really really cool it's like nothing I've played before yeah um, as a person who does particularly like roguelikes like yeah I'm super into it it's, it's impressive um, but yeah that was all the stuff that I, I have um, I played. I also like in the Steam sale today. I bought Slime Rancher. Um, so I was waiting to see how long it would take you to buy that. Yeah, I saw it, it was on the front page today, and I was like, "Yeah, it was like twelve quid." And I was like, "Yeah, I should do that." That game is nuts, and you could see how somebody could get super serious about it. Like as as someone like you who got super into Stardew Valley, I was like, going to say the the argument like, why would you play that when you could just play Stardew Valley? It's probably because, a better game. Because probably, but also like. There's nothing in Stardew Valley that can tip, that can really go wrong, like, like there's you can't wake up one morning and suddenly go, oh shit, all my crops are gone for some random reason. Sure, but like, okay. But like in Slime Rancher, what I was seeing was, so you basically have it's 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 a it is a Harvest Moon style farming game, yeah, with, with slimes, and the slimes poop and they make plorts, which is what the poop is, and you sell the poop. And it gets you money, which means you can get more pens, which means you can upgrade your stuff, and that the, yeah, that yeah. kind of the same kind of thing. But what can happen is that so you have you have different colors of uh, colors and types of of slimes, and what can happen is 
Some of them are aggressive and some of them aren't. So the aggressive ones can attack the ones that are that aren't aggressive. So that's bad. The the actual the pens that you keep them in are just like kind of like laser grid or they're like they're like force fields. But if you put too many slimes in the same thing, they will pile themselves on top of each other to escape off the top. So the amount of times where I've woken up and they've all just like great escaped their way out of the the pen and they're yeah. just fucking running for the food is also terrifying. Um, and then they crossbreed as well. They, they've got hybridization where if one of them eats the poop of another type, then it merges the two of them together. So if you end up with like the pink slimes and the cat slimes, if one of the cat slimes eats a pink poop, they become a pink cat slime. And so okay. like, so which is also really important because if some of them get out, they just run into other cages, poop, and then suddenly you've got a whole bigger yeah, problem you, like, in your do hands. Weird shit. Yeah. And then you've got a, you've got like chicken coops to feed the ones that eat meat. You've got farms that need to for vegetables to feed other ones. You've got your vacuum that you use to get them that you upgrade. There's like random requests saying, I need seven of these and four of these. Then you go out into the wilderness to go hunt more slimes and there's things that eat slimes and there's bigger creatures and it's so it's kinda cool. Like it's it's I'm really kind of enjoying it. No it's kind of therapeutic in a way, except when you wake up in the morning and all your slimes are fighting each other and you have to suck them all up and put them all back in their pens and yeah. It's cool. I'm enjoying it. It's still early access. It sounds like a cool game. Yeah. You should totally try it. Um, it's still in early access, as far as I know. So yeah, it's, it's definitely in early access. Um, yeah, super cool. So, what about yourself? What have you been doing? Uh, so, like, not a whole lot because I've been busy doing other things. I've got like a, a secret musical project that I've been working on. Oh, nice! Okay. And um, planning a whole fucking D and D campaign and cool. doing all that sort of stuff. Uh, as far as video games go, I finished Doom. Yes. Um, I'm going to talk explicitly about the end of this game now. So yeah, we should probably talk him. about it. Um, so yeah, if, I like, like, if you're not finished it, stop now. And like, there's not really story to spoil, but it's more kind of like what the what fuck happens. Like, yeah, visual moments. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so skip ten minutes if you if you don't care so, like, about the end of Doom. I, yeah. So like, I understand. Like, okay, there's a, there's the MacGuffin that's the crucible, and you go and put the MacGuffin near the thing, and that's supposed to stop the hell gate or whatever yeah i don't really understand what was the, the the story at the end gets paper thin of like yeah we're gonna use this to close the hell gate and you're like how i don't know just gonna close the hell gate and you go into there are some really good the last hour or so of that have got the really good monster arenas in it yeah. i've never circle strafed as much as i have in that game for quite some time or in for, the boss fights there are actual boss fights that you have to circle strafe yeah. in for me it was the one the, the particular arena where you you're on the top of the train and you go into the station yes like that one, one that yeah. one took me a good four or five times because yeah. you're just like me a long blind time. panic of just running trying to get your health back trying to get the little so bit of ammo things. next yeah just bfging like a motherfucker yeah um, and um yeah so that game you go and do the MacGuffin and you fight the cyber spy- what are they call again the, the spider demons whatever they're called spider cyber thing, something i can't the, remember the controller i think spider controller or something like that. whatever it is but um yeah you fight one of those because olivia turns into one somehow and oh yeah forgot about that like you you kill her and then get sent back and the doctor guy takes the crucible off of you and somehow it becomes a beam sword yeah, that like, was a good. That was a good kind flips, of. He fuck. flips it over, and the like spiky bit that you stabbed into the things in hell suddenly just protrudes a giant uh, arc blade. Yep. I was like, 
what? Like, how does that end? How? Right, so you got the crystal because it was supposed to stop hell, but it would also seemingly give you the power to harness Argent energy again, but also it's a beam sword? Like, that is, like, it. I love that video game for doing shit like that. Yeah. Where totally. it's like, also we've got this. It's like, oh, three quarters of the way through the game, there's the BFG that does this, and there's uh, these other crazy enemies that we've not introduced you to yet. Like, and then there's like bits in hell where you're just in a, one of the giant monster arenas, but they put a berserk right in the middle of it. So yeah. you're literally just punching and killing like everything in that room just on one berserk. So you clear the entire room. Yeah, it's like great. it just it gets nuts exactly. later on. Yeah. like especially yeah, they, like they, especially when they give you like quad damages and stuff, where you're yeah. like, oh, you all these people are just going to die. Oh, okay, right, got you. Yeah, and it's just like it's so mental. And then the. Um, yeah, I, I, wanted, I wanted to be able to use the beam sword, basically, is my point. Like, I wanted the end of that for Doom Marine right. to, like, play with the Crucible, and suddenly the beam sword just comes out and he goes, oh, cool, and just, like, slices the spider in half. That would be cool. And walks off. That would have been really good. But so my, my, my hope is that some of the DLC that they're going to sell for that thing, since there's a season pass, will be single player. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Like yeah, a little that would bit, be cool. Little bit of extra story. He definitely that. said that. He definitely said the phrase "until I see you next time." So yeah, they're, totally. they're going to do something else with it, uh, which is really cool. Um, also, like the the music in that game is fucking brilliant. It's like the sound designer of that is a genius. Like, like we said it before. Like nothing we would normally listen to, but no, I totally not. But like, like outside of the game, the way then, that it, it works in the game. It works really, really well where there is little to no music in the times where you're like exploring and finding secrets and that sort of stuff. But then the game knows, I'm guessing through very sophisticated triggers, that there's about to be like a big scene. Yeah. And it like picks it up with like really low level bass lines and like subtle guitar until eventually you do the thing. Like it's, it's, it was to, uh, antithesized at one point where you like fell down a giant pipe into one of the monster readers and the entire fall down, it's just like really low level palm-muted guitars and as soon as Doom Guy like hits the ground and like does the kneel thing and gets up you get the big like drumline guitar rip that yep. then goes into crazy death metal stuff yep. it's amazing it does nothing but feel adrenaline and it's brilliant at it it's, it's like fantastic. so perfect at it and then yeah. like the moment like after and then it, it does the it does the Hotline Miami thing of once you finish a particular arena like it just kicks off and then you've got this minute to just kind of like yeah. breathe and take it all in again. The music and the music almost like as soon as you're done with it, the music almost entirely drops out. So you're yeah. just suddenly in this really like chill nothing moment. Totally. That um it's, yeah, that game's really it's good. spectacular. It really is. It's a really good video game. Um uh, also, so, so I just very quickly looked it up. The season pass is all multiplayer. So oh, shit. all okay. we can hope is that there's an expansion of episode some description. Seven or whatever, yeah. Because like episode. they've always been like they've always been really good with Doom. Like cause there was a single player Doom three expansion at one point as well. I'm pretty sure. So hopefully they do some kind of extra stuff in there. That'd yeah, I I don't know, but uh, I want I want to see. I kind of said I want to see where that story goes, but like there's barely a story there. Yeah, I want to see what they do with the beam sword, basically. Kind That's of. That's all I yeah. want to see. If they can work out, I, I want to see crazy robot scientist man going around Mars with a beam sword, just like I don't know, killing a bunch of hell demons to get totally. energy for the the super organization that runs Mars or whatever. Uh, also, that is that is that daughter just a robot? Because I he thought that was a, no, he was real, and then he transferred his consciousness into right. a robot. Okay, I think so I, I thought I thought there was going to be some big reveal where you like walk into a room and there's a big like Darth Vader like pod 
that there's a guy behind the robot, but like no, no, no. Like he the entire time person. you're just interfacing with that robot. That, yeah. that cool looking robot, sort of, yeah. Cool looking robot, but yeah. It, I also I, quite I, like. I, it was quite obviously like the, it was a human at some point because that robot has an office. Like yes, a cool it's an looking, office. It's an office. office. It's an office that's filled with armor and shotgun shells. I know. Like, <laughs> oh, don't worry, I've been stockpiling. I'm like, really? I'm not able to, it's fucking you go fight the demons then. You've yeah. got way more shit than I do. It's... You bleed a lot less than I do. Why don't you yeah. go? Jeez. Oh, fucking, it was yeah. fucking great. It's great. I think, uh, that, game, that game's amazing. Yep. Um, I've played... Well, so I've played... We, we got to max level in Division and then... Oh, yeah. Got, like... 40 different pop-ups as soon as we hit level 30 that was bizarre yeah, it was it's like, like hey welcome, welcome to level 30 you've got this thing and this other new thing and you don't have gear anymore you've got this other bigger number and hey there's these raids and like all this other shit sure yeah like, we, we, we should book out some time next week to, to yeah, totally, start digging like, into that, that stuff um, um, cool. but yeah we'll, we'll definitely play that again because it, it, the game t- continues to be really fascinating every time we go in the dark zone and do like a really big run is really stressful and quite yep. cool and, yep. and interesting. Um, We've had some really like, cool interactions with our players and stuff as well. Yeah, we so, have. So, where, like, some of them will just run up and, like, or you, you end up running into a firefight they're in and you'll help out and then they'll just kind of wave and disappear off. Someone will just hang with yeah. you for a while. Um, there was a guy, there was the, the guy that, like, we found randomly, like, dying on the ground and I shot the guy that was shooting him in the head and went over and revived him and yeah. he just sort of, like, Ryan circles around us and follow us around everywhere. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's sure. It's quite whatever. good that the people that are not using voice chat, like it just ends up looking like a like a particularly pleased dog where they just get, yeah. a, they like, get oh, up and just run friends. around you. Yeah. Yeah. Friends, like, friends. Yeah, okay, whatever. sure. Um, so the other things I've done, I, I, I jumped back into Stardew Valley for a little bit just sure. because I, I wanted some like proper chill time. So I just sure. went and did some, did some fishing. Is that, that, that game myself. does have an end, right? I assume so. Well, I guess okay. not. It's a, it's a, it's a. I mean, like a, the story component has an end. Oh yeah, you'll talk to your dead grandpa's ghost at some point, and he'll give you an evaluation. I think it is. He gives you some something to do with like candles, and then I think you can go back to him at the end of every year and get more candles. But I don't know what happens when you light all the candles. Well, so what like, you're saying is you haven't done it yet? No, God, no. Fucking some of those candle things are fucking ridiculous. I'm not doing all that shit. It's okay. Fair enough. Um. But yeah, that game is still just brilliant. Um, I bought two things in the Steam sale and haven't really... Well, I, I bought Assassin's Creed Syndicate under your yep. advisement because I was like, hey, I've not played an Assassin's Creed game until 4 and this is since 4 and this is 20 quid. Is it worth it? And you were like, yeah, it's probably worth it. Totally, because I had the exact same thing where I was like, yeah. I haven't played one since 4 and I feel like I want to do one of them. Yeah, like I want to try it again because I, I do like those games totally. and I've just I've been away from them for a while. Sure. Uh, but then I remember Watch Dogs is coming out, and I was like, "Oh, okay, uh, yeah, sure." Like, well, the uh, Watch Dogs two is coming out, and I know for a fact that Assassin's Creed Syndicate has a thousand percent less "Don't Sweat the Technique" in it. That's true. That, That's true. There's a lot less um, hip hop in it. So that 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 moment at E three really got to me. I thought that was it was great. cool. It was really really a cool. Really cool moment. I, I, it's just the but the like. Random throwaway moments where it's like you then go back and think about it, what exactly happened there, and the the main the protagonist the protagonist of the video game in twenty sixteen where it's finally got to the point where the protagonist is like a like street black guy who like you is is not the sort of thing you would normally play in video games. But yeah. like interesting main character says on the fucking weird super future internet to his hacker friends 
hey, put on some music for me to play while I invade this place and make a car go all crazy. And someone puts on Don't Sweat the Technique, which is like a rap song from the 80s or something like that. Yeah. It's great. It was fantastic. Like, we've said it multiple times before. Ubisoft know how to do music for their announcements and trailers. They know stuff. how to do that sort of shit. It's yeah. well done. So I've not touched Assassin's Creed Syndicate yet. I will get to that sure. next week when like stuff has started to like die down. Sure. Which will be like after Monday. Yeah. Uh, I also bought Elder Scrolls Online after oh, really? the, the guys at Bethesda. Like I was really impressed what they were saying on stage at E3. And then I went and read a bunch of stuff of like, how has this game been since launch? And everybody was like, yeah, it's massively improved. Like it's way better now. Sure. Um, Did they, it definitely they, seems they, that way. Have they given up on the big dream of what is essentially going to be like MMO Skyrim? Is it just well, I think that? that's that's what that's what they're trying to do now with that right. whole uh, scaled zoning thing, oh, where yeah, yeah. your level that is probably going to make it more like actual Elder Scrolls because now it like it feels like an Elder Scrolls game because all the quests are like you you happen upon them. There's like no big you don't go back to a central hub and there's like fifty quest vendors. Sure. You like go to the central hub and there's like a big major story that's in that quest hub, but then you go out and find other quests in the environment. Right. Which feels more like Skyrim. Yeah, you encounter more, more stuff. Yeah, you feel like slightly more exploring and all that sort of stuff. Um, game looks pretty cool. Combat still feels a bit like Elder Scrollsy, where it's all just kind of you're waving your weapons in front of people. Sure. Uh, and they fall over. But they still have like a... Because it's like you can play it first person. There's cool... Like, they, ha- they have to show ground indicators and stuff. Do you know what I mean by ground indicators? Not really, no. And MMOs and stuff like that, when big bosses, like raid bosses, would do their like big CC move or big AOE damage move, yeah. there'd be a big circle that appears on the ground. Oh, saying that this is where it's going to hit. That's where it's going right. to hit, or where it's going to fit. That's a ground indicator. Right. So that right. game has that game has really interesting ground indicators to where if you're playing it in first person, you need to be able to look at the guy you're hitting, but also see their ground indicator right. to see where the, where it's going to hit. So like you, the guy has like a big hammer smash. So the guy like blinks red to say, "Hey, he's doing a big move." And then you can see the ground indicator go from his body onto the ground. That gives mm-hmm. you kind of an indication of the direction it's facing. And then it's just like a quick look down to see like the shape. So you kind of know what where everything's going to go based on like a first-person perspective. Right. Which That's is really cool. interesting. That's cool. Um, it also has like a, a weird like block stun, like hit block parry style thing where if people are like charging up their super moves, you can like push them out of it to stop it. Sure. Or if they do like a big move, you can block it to stun them and stuff like that. So it could be really interesting. Sure. I'm really sure. interested to see how PvP works in that game, to be honest. Yeah, I'm Cause, sure. Because like, like, like first person Skyrim PvP could be would just be a complete clusterfuck of just people. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't understand how that sort of combat works without like indicators and stuff like that. But sure. it, it'll be really interesting to find out. So I played that for a few hours, and it it's it's definitely an MMO, but it's like interesting enough to where I'm gonna keep going with it. But yeah, we'll see. Um, but that's basically all I've done. Sure, I've not done a whole else. Um, the only other things, just speaking of the same sale, I picked up. I got the um, the only other things I picked up. Um, War is um, oh fuck, what is the name of that this game? War, this War of Mine. This War of Mine. Yes, thank yeah, you. I thought about buying that, though. which I've wanted to play for a while. Um, so I picked that up, which was cheap. I also picked up um, things been on my watch list for a while, which is the indie mixtape, which is like seven or eight like little like short indie games. Okay, which, sure. All of which looked kind of cool, but there's one as well which is called Oh, I can't even remember what it's called, but it's like a like a adventure game featuring an owl detective. Oh, okay. Solving sure. crimes as a, a, sure. a, with other owls. It's like it's got a fantastic name. I'll look it so up. So why haven't you bought um why haven't you bought Valhalla yet? Valhalla seems like your kind of thing. Valhalla kinda of seems like my kind of thing as well. I just haven't Wait, bought what, it. What's yet. Valhalla? 
the cyberpunk bartending game oh shit yeah i did have a quick look at that i was tempted it's doing really well in the steam charts as well yeah like i, I it seems like the sort of thing that we should play Probably. Having been people who played that, what's the name of that dumb PC game? So I don't uh, know how much actual bartending is in it. I don't think it is. I think it's like a text adventure. But I think it's, it's like, a text adventure. It's interesting enough. Yeah, like the um, be a cyberpunk bartender. I was like, also, yeah, why was... you should check out that game. Oh, fuck. Give me a what's clue. You're, you're going to need to cut this because I need to okay. this up. So the game you should look up is Assemblance. I don't know if you've seen this. Assemblance? No, I don't yeah. know what that is. So it's like a weird first person puzzle game i was brought to attention by brad shoemaker at giant bomb like he started tweeting about it randomly it was just kind of like has anybody played this i need to talk about this because apparently it's some big puzzle game that's like first person and really atmospheric and all that sort of stuff but like no one knows how to finish the final puzzle it's like one of these weird thing yeah not color assembler no assemblance assemblance is is it not on steam it's on steam i think oh i think i'll actually know but you should look that game up at any rate because it seems like totally the sort of thing you'd be into. Okay, yeah, yeah I should totally have a look at uh, that. Yeah, um, I'm, so- I, I personally am very sad that I don't get to play uh, Tokyo Mirage Session. Oh yeah, uh, that got a bunch of really good reviews actually. Because I don't have a Wii U, uh, I really want to play it because it seems really fun, but I can't. So it's- um, The old detective game I was looking at was called Detective Chirpums. It's That seems great. Yeah. Detective uh, Chirpums. Yeah, Detective Chirpums. Um, it's part of this indie mixtape. It's 79p, and it's like five games, um, sure. which seem kind of cool. Um, where's the description? He's uh, He's got a new case, and it's the only chance of paying rent for the month. And not like too many of his cases, this one comes with a dame in sheep's clothing. I think it's an actual sheep, is the thing. Great. So, That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that. So, yeah, I, so, I, I really want to play Tokyo Mirage Session, but I can't. Sure. It makes me sad. Uh, the thing- I, I, and, and the same sort of thing of... Holy shit, there was really good stuff of Persona 5 coming out of E3, and I might not get to play that game in my country, which makes me really sad. Sure. Um, the other thing I picked up from the Steam sale is I picked up a Steam Link, because they're £27 on Steam oh, sale Oh, the right streaming now. box thing? Yeah. yeah my, one of my friends has got one of those, and he says it's pretty good. Yeah, so I've like, actually seen him use it. It seems solid. Like, yeah, totally. Like, because the reason, like, in our new place, like, our, my PC's, like, miles away from my TV, and I'd quite like to be able to sit on the couch for some of these games, so... I'm give it a shot, and twenty seven quid was enough for me where I can kind of see how it goes. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's kind of everything I have. Um, yeah. So I believe you have a you have a song to take us out into the intro into yeah, the intermission. So journey th- journey three the um, I, I guess I would say journey three, but it was a sort of thing I would care about even if it wasn't E three. There was a bunch of stuff that came out of Juice X. Um, mm. Yes, Mankind Divided that looks sure. very, very good, and I'm excited to play that game. Yeah, me too. And because of the the setting of that, it got me thinking about another game uh, from a while ago. Now I can't even remember when this game came out, but uh, a game called Frozen Synapse. I don't know. If oh you yeah, sure. Yeah, so it's a really cool kind of tactical squad based game where you'd like you you queued up a bunch all of your squad's moves all at once, you hit execute, and it all happened in the space of a few seconds, and then you did it again. So yeah. it's this weird kind of, instead of it being tactical in the sense of you're like moving your units really, really carefully, you set orders all at once and everything happens. It was like, like three really seconds. It was like three second yeah. chunks or like something like that. Quick, doing... quick bursts of time. Yeah. Uh, they made it really an open interesting. world sequel to that, aren't they? Yeah, it's open world in the sense of like you run a mega corporation and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it's really interesting. That seems cool. But it made for like really weird online battles where like because everybody's doing everything, they would execute all at once and fucking crazy shit would just happen at all times. Sure. And it was great, um, but that game had really good 
appropriate music because it was about dystopian futures and mega corporations and uh, so I'm going to pick something from that and it's a track called Triumph from the Frozen Synapse soundtrack is there an artist on that is it just the I think the guy's called Nervous Test Pilot ah cool name name. okay yeah Um, so check out the posts and we'll provide links where you can go and pick that up and we'll be back after this Synapse soundtrack is the really cool kind of ambient electronic dystopian future mess that I quite enjoyed. Yeah, you've basically described the title of my autobiography. That's, that's yeah, like if you could live <laughs> in a dystopian cyberpunk future, that would be that'd be the soundtrack for it. Yeah, um, so again, since it was just E3 um, last week or the yeah, last week, Jesus, it seems like fucking forever yeah. ago. I know. Um, there's only a couple of interesting bits of news, um, a little bit of Overwatch news, um. One of which is, is well, they're both, they're both more kind of interesting than directly affecting. Mm. So I didn't even realise this, but Overwatch has an avoid this player feature. So Yeah, I, I only noticed that a few, like, a couple of days ago when I encountered some real massive dickhead and was like, right. oh, avoid, sure. And sure. like that, that. So, yeah, so that feature is getting disabled soon. And there's a huge big post on the Battle, Battle.net forums um, about why they're doing it, and it's really, really well written. Like it goes into like bits of technical detail and stuff like that. But the short answer is that like people were abusing the features so that if somebody was just too good, they were sitting avoid this player. Which at which point, if you're a really good player that other people are just being dicks about, it takes you forever to get a matchmaking match because okay, sure. everyone's just saying like, no, I don't want to play with against this good player. So they're just they're dropping it and working out other things. Because one of the quotes from it said, one of the best Widowmaker players in the world complained to us about long queue times. And they, we looked into it and found that hundreds of other players had avoided them because they didn't want to play with them, not because of misbehavior. Sure. So right. kind of backfired. Well, they've, they've, got a, they've got a report system, so I don't see why they needed both, I guess. But Sure. So that's the thing. Like the, the, they, they appear to be very kind of on top of a bunch of the stuff that's happening here, like yeah. the, the McCree nerf and stuff that happened recently mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and another one, there's an interesting nerf coming that just got announced a couple of days ago that uh, Torbjorn is getting nerfed, but only on consoles. Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah. his turret being super pinpoint accurate um, on consoles is a pain because you don't have mouse and keyboard style accuracy to be able to deal with it. So apparently Torbjorn was just destroying people on consoles, especially in yeah. defense situations. So it's... I still kind of feel like he needs a little bit of an nerf on uh, PC anyway, but yeah, I can see why they're doing yeah. it. It's um, so they're reducing the damage done by the turret by thirty percent on Xbox One and PS PS4. PC will remain unchanged sometime yeah. in mid to late July. So 
I just thought it was interesting that they're they're also taking into account like difference in consoles when they're doing the deciding balance stuff, which is kind of new, which I've never seen before. Um, do you remember uh, E3 a couple of years back during the EA um, concept footage hour that they had, where it was like, "Here's a bunch of shit that doesn't actually exist." Yeah, but we're here are all the out. things that we're promised we're making. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of them was the the thing from Criterion, which was the like we've got cars and quad bikes and helicopters and all of that kind of yes, stuff. Yes, the Criterion game, um, which was called Beyond Cars, was the code name of the project. Um, yeah, a multi-vehicle action sports concept. And that project is no longer in development, according to a report from GameSpot. Damn it! <laughs> and the most depressing thing is the developer has moved on. Um, it was the biggest game Criterion's ever made. It says yep. that they are currently moving on to the huge collection of Star Wars titles that EA are working on. So Criterion have been put on a bunch of Star they Wars are, projects. They are making a lot of fucking Star Wars games. They are. So like they were working on the the Battlefront VR mission that we talked about at E3. Yeah. Um, apparently they're also experimenting with new IP according to the GameSpot report. So yeah, if you thought things looked interesting, unfortunately it ain't gonna happen. So yeah. Um, just a quick, very quick note about the uh, some details came out about how PS3 and 360 versions of Destiny are changing. Like we talked about with Rise of Iron, they are diverting or they're diverging the player base at this point. Where it's like if you're not on the next gen consoles, then you're not gonna get the full experience. So stuff like. Yeah. Like, Zur's not going to be in the previous gen, um, you won't have any of the live events, uh, they're removing all the silver stuff, so you can't buy silver for it anymore, all that kind of stuff. So, if you are continuing with Destiny, now would be the time to upgrade to one of the new consoles, if you haven't yes. already. September 20th for Rise of Iron. Apparently, like, the inside track says that the, they actually have to support to developments of the the old generation and the new generation is actually holding them back, so it might I'm, actually let I'm, them do... No doubt. We may well, actually let them do some cool shit with this. Especially if you look at some of the, the footage that came out from the Rise of Iron stuff, where it's like the areas there are much bigger and more expansive. So it, maybe it is just the thing where they went, right, we can't do this anymore, and they're just splitting. And they probably like looked at the the user base and went, yeah, like most of the people are on new consoles now. So, And they are, they are providing ways to transfer your character over to the new consoles and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, now would be the time to do it. Yeah. Um, Oculus... Uh, so we just we talked about this in the podcast we will ago that Oculus were blocking a third party app that lets Vive users play Oculus games, mm-hmm. um, where basically if you don't have a hardware Oculus plugged in, it will not let you boot any of the games. They have reversed that, and I've now um, just seeing if I can get the actual thing. Um, in the June update, we removed the check for Rift hardware from the entitlement. Uh, we will not use hardware checks as part of DRM on PC in the future. So it's oh, definitely okay, not cool. coming back. Um, sure. And then the guy who was making it said that yes, it's it looks like it has definitely been removed. So that's cool. That was good. Like they got a lot of shit from that, considering especially from people who backed them on Kickstarter about how open it was going to be. But um, they listened and reversed the thing. So yeah, interesting. Um, and the other, the last final bit of news, um, just like. It's weird to look at news like this when it doesn't affect you in any way, shape, or form, but it's actually kind of huge. Um, where Tencent have bought a majority stake in Supercell, who are the developers of Clash of Clans, like the biggest mobile game out there. Yeah. Um, so they have. The, so Tencent also own part of Epic and they own Riot, I think, is, who, is Tencent, something like that. 
they, uh, they do that Chinese company? Yes. Uh, I think they do, yeah. I think that's them. Um, so they've... Uh, but, but majority state and Clash Crowns developer Supercell from Gi- uh, Japanese telecom giant SoftBank. I didn't know SoftBank owned them. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, the deal is worth $8.57 billion. Valuing, <laughs> the co- valuing the company now at $10.2 billion. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, SoftBank now owns 73% of the company. Um, yeah, like... Neither of us play those fucking games, but they're huge and make they a shit ton of money. And... I've played enough League. It's... Oh, well, no, no, not League. I'm specifically talking about Clash Clans and stuff like that. Oh, like... right. Okay, those two. Sure. Um, yes, sorry. Yeah, I, also... I never want to play those games ever. Yeah. So, yes, Tencent already on Riot. Um, they also make... So, Supercell also make Boom Beach, Clash Royale, and Heyday, which still bring in significant revenue, but are not as dominant as Clash Clans. So, so. Right. I played Clash Clans for like 30 minutes and went, this is crap, and yeah. switched it off. A lot of those free-to-play, air quotations, free-to-play games are, Ugh. but yeah. No, thank you. No. Um, but that is literally all the news I have, like, coming out of E3, not a lot yeah. really happening. Um, I've got something oh, yeah. I okay. li- literally just found, which is really, really interesting. Okay. So, you know how Bethesda are bringing out the special remastered edition of Skyrim in like four yes. months or whatever yes, it is? Yes. So, during the Steam sale and stuff like that, one of the like the big buys you could get was the Skyrim Legendary Edition, which was like Skyrim and all the DLCs. And like, oh yes, I I bought that thing for like eight quid or something like that. It's a brilliant deal for like sure. eight pounds because you can mod the shit out of it and it makes it look amazing. Sure, sure. Bethesda that bundle has disappeared from Steam. Like huh. you can buy you can buy the base game and all the DLCs at the like fifty or twenty five percent reduction, but you can't buy them as a bundle. The only thing you can buy is Skyrim on its own. That's really disappointing. It's really weird and really shady, but... Yeah, totally. Especially with that coming out. But I kind of yeah. I knew that was going to happen, but doing it this early... Like, surely the Switch would just be, like, when the remaster comes out, that's the point where you roll that stuff out. They roll that stuff yeah. back, but... I think they may, they might have talked about... Someone's talking about they might have done it. I'm just... I'm not seeing it, but, like, they're, they're saying that they might bring it back. Sure. But it's weird. I don't know. It seems super strange. Yeah, it does. That that uh, does seem kind of shady. May may or may not actually happen. We'll see. But it <laughs> seems weird. Um. So yes, the only other thing that I very quickly saw there. Um. So Machine Games developers of the New Order, the Wolfenstein reboot, retelling yeah. thing. They've put out a new episode of Quake. <laughs> oh yeah, I totally saw that. Yeah, they put out a fresh new episode for Quake in honor of the classic shooter's twentieth anniversary. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's totally just fucking instructions on how to play it, and all right, sure, good, yeah, Quake, sure. Now would be the time Quake, to put that Quake, out. Since Quake's a great game. Apparently, it is very unforgiving, so not for new players. So, so well, it's Quake, Quake hard. Yeah, well, but leaving even you need to be Quake hardcore in order to be able sure. to to get into that. Um, but yes, so that's everything. Um, next couple of weeks, what we got? I've got Star Wars and Lego Star Wars. Do you know what we should do during this Steam sale? What's that? We should buy the PC version of Lost Planet 2 and play that again. Oh shit, is that on the sale? Yeah. It's it's, it's £3. Oh, we should totally just... Okay, after we finish here, I'm just going to pick that up. Yeah, yeah, we should totally totally do that and play that again until we get to the trade level and then just play the trade level over and over again. Totally. Okay, let's do that. Man, that Um, fucking video game. Yeah, like, it's... It is not a good video game. God, no. But, but man, it's a fucking great video game. We had game. so much fun playing that thing. 
Um, oh, that game's great. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Yeah, we should do that. Um, mm. Just very quickly looking at stuff that's coming out. Like, there's not much really of interest in the next couple If anyone wants to buy me a Wii U so I can play Tokyo Mirage Sessions, <laughs> it'll be very much appreciated. Sure. How much yeah. are Wii U's going for these days? I don't know. Very quickly looking how, at How much money am I willing to put in Atlas's pocket to play a fucking Persona game? How about, find you, out. How, about, how about you worry about whether Persona 5's coming over here before you oh, start getting the money? Oh, that's not for months yet. That's... But they still haven't confirmed it either, so... Oh, that's know. true. Is Tokyo Mirage Session coming out in this country? I don't know. You're the, it is. You're a Persona. That's editor. strange. Oh, weird. Okay. But is that because it's a Nintendo game, technically? I think it's because it's a Fire Emblem game, and that game yeah, does really okay. well over here. So, who knows? Um, but yes, yeah, so there's not much stuff. So we'll see how it goes. I'll be occupied with Lego and I'll report back on my experience with the Steam Link. But apart from that, not much. Have you got anything big? <sighs> I don't think there's anything coming out. Lost Planet like Division, up. I think I'm sure will keep us going. Yeah, I might pick up Valhalla and just see what that's like. Yeah, if you pick that up, let me know if it's worth if it's worth getting. Yeah. Um, but yes, that'll be us. We'll be back in two weeks, um, <laughs> which will be the 5th of July. Fuck, it's July. Holy shit. Yes. Right. Um, so yes, website gameengine.com is where we find all of our stuff. Um, all of our E3 coverage is up there, so if you missed some of it, you should go check it out there. Uh, we are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search uh, Game Engine Start, you'll find us on there. YouTube.com slash Game Engine Start is our YouTube channel. Um, oh, we do have videos. Um, our video for the Tomorrow Children beta went up on Friday. Mm-hmm. Weird ass well video. Worth a look. And on Thursday this week, we're putting up the Stellaris video of you taking yeah. through. The insanity that is Stellaris. Showing you that game, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll probably do something on my own with Duskers, um, just to, because I need to tell more people you about that to, game. Yeah, you need to show it off. Yeah, yeah kind of. Um, if we can play enough Lost Planet, we might record us playing yeah, Lost Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I'd be up for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, Facebook and Twitter, we're on there. Podcast at gamingstart.com is the email address. And that's us. Enjoy whatever yeah. you're playing, and we'll be back in two weeks. See you later. See ya.